know, financially, I think people are very confused by my narrative. People think I was handed, I love when people troll me. He was handed, I was handed nothing. I don't own Wine Library. Uh, financially, it was the other way. Financially, I gassed my parents up. That's facts. I went in, spent 14 years, never paid myself the impact that I had on the business, what I deserved, because I invested in the business, and I left at 34 with no money to my name. But emotionally, they put me so on because I thought I was unstoppable. And experientially, like my dad put me on by giving me autonomy to run a business. So, it was a trade, right? Yeah, so let's just do everything here at seven. Okay. Uh, and, like, and have me done by like 9.30. If someone wasn't raised in that environment, with that self-belief, how does one develop that for themselves? Surrounding themselves by people that do it for them or consuming content that does it for them. Penetrating people's skulls and reframing their game. The mom told them they were a loser. I'm telling them they were a winner. I think I can outmarket their mom. Their mom had a big head start and a whole lot of like emotional, like physiological advantages, but guess what? Give me 18 months of your time, give me two hours a day, I'll make you realize, go do your thing. That's what I'm up to. Hey guys, it's Gary. I say to myself I suck, but I don't let any of you say I suck. You know, like subcultures can call themselves a certain thing, but nobody else can. You can make fun of your brother, but if somebody else does, you punch him in the mouth. That's how I think about the creative process. It's a very interesting fine line. Like, I'm gonna hold myself accountable, but that's me with me. You are actually the judge. You as a collective is number one. Me to myself is number two. A distant third, which I can't even hear, is an individual giving me feedback. I think my game is very reversed from everybody else's creatively. All of you is number one, the market. I only care about you as a collective, so I'm just putting out. It's the creative strategic framework that I have that is absolutely right. I think you guys should build a media company. I don't think you should advertise. I think you should build Barstool instead of VaynerMedia Creative Output. Fundamentally, I believe a decade from now, every company's gonna realize they're in the publishing business, they're in the media business, they'll be thinking about their OTT. You know, the Red Bulls and the Pepsis, they'll be thinking about owning an OTT outright. I think our, our kind of companies, not that trillion levels yet, on our way, are gonna be thinking about becoming the bar stools and the Refinery 29s or whatever it may be. I think that's the, that's the number one thing I would invest in. Thank you. Such nice a pleasure. Good to meet you, Such Thank a pleasure. You. Hey, how's it going? Such a pleasure. Tom, nice Tom. to meet you. Hey, hey brother. Yeah. Hey, brother. What's going on? How are you? I'm all right. Sitting here? Really like the date right there early. That's tremendous. It's amazing. Great job. Thanks, G. Super pumped. It's a great piece of content. Literally putting the date a little earlier, I think we'll win that three-second Facebook game that I care so much about. Other than that, man, that was tremendous storytelling. Great to see you. Thank you, guys. Do you have a strategy to stay present? Oh, man. That's, uh, that's, 
If there was strategy behind that, it wouldn't work. It's who I am. So I was about to say I'm a CEO of a big company, I've got this profile, but it's not true. When I was 22 years old and I had nine employees at Wine Library and I was trying to build this business, if I sat down with somebody for 15 minutes, even though I had a lot going on because it seemed like a lot at the time, it was my a lot. Just like they have their a lot, you have your a lot, right? Um, I think I worked for somebody else. And so when we sat down, you know, whether it's somebody like you that had some context for me before and think it's really cool, or some people like, uh, right, my CEO's got like fans or something, right? Like, and sits down, like, I'm in that meeting for that person. It's less about strategy, it's about thoughtfulness. I'm thoughtful more than that it's this crazy strategy. One added layer of like human psychology in the current state that I think you're tapping into fashion-wise, all the powers and restrictions. It's why Snapchat won. Yes. I think one of the things you should consider is only available from like 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Like make it impossible. Like I'm obsessed with restrictions. Like only available 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. No, like that's the worst, like, but, but, but exactly why it's right in my opinion. All the answers are in the no. All the answers, and it's so authentic to where your brand's position. I think resources are gonna run out. I will, I will say this, the high low of influencers I think is gonna be your pay dirt. So yeah. to me, the holy grail is, is Gigi and Young Baby Tate. Mm-hmm. Was, young Baby yeah. Tate? She's just a real cool, like, if, look her up, Young Baby Tate, right? She's like in Atlanta, she wears like, you know, she looks like she's Avril Lavigne, but she's black, and she's like, can really sing, and she's in Atlanta, and like, she's, 50, she's 15 months away from, you know, 21 Savage putting her on a feature, oh, and then, you know, 22 yeah. months from now, she's famous. Yeah. And then I get to recall that I mentioned her and be like, look how I was on <laughs> before all of you. Her, right? She's at 14-4 right now. Here's what's great about her. I have no idea how you guys would filter fashion. That's where you know. Here's what I know. She's just gonna be a big star. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna be late. My okay. wife is gonna Thank punch you. me in the neck. Thank, Thank you so much. much. Welcome. It's nice to meet you, Gary. Real pleasure. Thank you. Hey, brother. How are you? Dude, happiness, happiness is the ROI. Not, not checking some arbitrary, just back to the delusion and ego thing that you and I just talked about. Like knowing what you're gonna do for the rest of your life at 30 or being out of the house by 30 or being married by 30 or having a kid by 30. And as long as you don't spend your money on fancy on the outside, right? As long as like you don't get a, like the key is like when you get a developer job and you get paid 150, that you don't live a lifestyle that's based on 150 that if you don't want, then want to be a cook, and you can only make 78, you're stuck, and then you end up being a developer for your whole life, even though you hated it, because you needed to be able to pay your rent and your lifestyle. The reason I never needed a fancy car, or fancy apartment, or fancy clothes, or fancy things, or go to fancy places, was because I didn't yearn for them, and I definitely wasn't gonna do them for somebody else. I think most people buy the car and the house for other people. Do some people love the leather of a car or the horsepower? Yes. Do some people like love having a home that has nine rooms they never use? Sure. But you understand? Mm-hmm. I think once you own your weaknesses and once you tap into emotions, you become unstoppable. The reason I want to talk about all these insecurities is once you own it, it goes completely the other way. Like, I mean, it's the best.